Welcome back to another episode of the Whatever I Want pod, hosted by me, uh, Logan Lewis, your host, of course, uh, from Atlanta, Georgia. I have a great guest today, but before we get into that, uh, let's make sure that you are subscribed on uh, Apple and Spotify. You know the basics. Make sure you've left that rating in the review. It helps us get to the top of the charts. You know all the specifics. You've heard this at the beginning of every podcast that you listen to by now. It should just be like tying your shoe. You should just do it. Um, my guest today is a, what would you say you are, man? <laughs> like, uh, Twitter personality? That's the, that, with the loosest of terms, I, w- I would say that. I'm a, I'm a extremely niche part of the uh, Touching Base Circling Back podcast, mm-hmm. uh, like hyper niche. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's how I would describe what it is, who I am. This is uh this is Big Will. That's the uh that's the name that he undertook. Uh is that was there a was there ever a, a like a like how did Big Will begin? Uh well I mean I'm I'm a big I'm just a big guy. Uh I'm like 6'4" 250ish. Oh shit. So uh it just it kind of fit, you know, people have called me Big Will, you know, growing up and through college and high school and whatnot, so it's just kind of something that's stuck. Yeah. So it wasn't something that like came about when you became a fan of like the touching base world. It was like, it was like, well, people have called me Big Will, so when I call into this podcast, I'm just going to call myself Big Will. Absolutely, you know, you just kind of kind of make your uh, your own little name. You got to make make a name for yourself and you know stand out. And you know, not many people are uh, doing two names here when they're uh, calling in. You gotta you gotta do the Big Will voice for me at least one time. <laughs> hey boys, Big Will here. <laughs> that's that's hilarious how did you so where did you hear about these guys were you just like everybody else and just heard about them through grapevines and whatever or did you how'd that how'd that get into it so when when they started the pod i was working for uh i was working for a investment firm and i had a lot of downtime throughout the day so i was scrolling pgp and um saw that they're putting out a podcast. So I was like, okay, we'll listen to this. And then I was like, all right, so I've got some, you know, everybody has thoughts when they're listening to a podcast of like, oh, I'd love to be able to interject my thought or my perspective from this. Right. Um, so then once they started doing the listener voicemail segments, I, and I still do this, I, you know, I ref, I referee pro and college hockey. So I spend be anywhere from three to six hours at a time going one way to wherever it is I'm working that weekend. Right. So there's a lot of downtime and a lot of time for to let my uh, my brain wander and think up these different weird questions that I've called in and, and gotten their takes on. Or sometimes I'll be listening to like other people's podcasts and think of a question based off of that. And I'm like, all right, well, we're going to shoot this over to the boys, see what they think. Yeah. Uh, and then it just kind of got very big from there, or at least, you know, micro big i guess in, in the Twitter yeah. world um it just kind of blew up so you know now that hockey season you know my my calls generally taper off when hockey season isn't going on because i'm not driving stupid distances yeah so uh i'm looking forward to the season starting again here and uh letting the letting the mind wander to, to fire out some questions yeah that's good that yeah that that's plenty of time to listen to pods so you've probably i'm sure like like me, like I drive a lot for work sometimes, nowhere near three to six hours or anything like that. But I drive quite a bit and, um, you know, eventually you run out of pods for the week and you're like, shit, I guess I might as well just try a bunch of other shit. Do you go and experiment and listen to a lot of different shit or is or or are you like me when you when you uh, run out of pods to listen to? Do you just like, well, I guess I'll just listen to music for the rest of this drive. Um. I will, I've, so I'll flip back and forth. So I've got, you know, satellite radio in my car. So if I start to get bored with a podcast or it's just like, Hey, let me, I need to take, you know, 15, 20 minute break from this. I'll generally flip over there, you know, see what's on like comedy central radio or barstool radio, listen to that for a little bit and be like, all right, let's go back into this pod. Let's kind of break it up. And cause sometimes like, especially like a, you know, a Joe Rogan podcast, they're four hours long and that's a lot of time to commit just to listening to two to three people talk for that long. And it just gets to be kind of like mentally taxing. Yeah. So it's like, you know, jumping back and forth and, you know, trying to break up the ride as, as best I can. When I get about 30 minutes out from where I'm going, that's when I, that's when I'll generally toss music on. Cause it's like, all right, I need to get a little energy before wherever it is I'm getting to. Cause you know, it's been a long drive. Got to pet myself up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, so you started calling into the touching base days, 
did they initially like how did you like get it i almost have the i i forgot to ask cat pat this when i had her on is like eventually did it just come to the point where they like tried to find you or they like reached out to you and were like hey you're funny with these voicemails you need to make this a bit or were you just like i'm just gonna keep calling into these guys until they like recognize me or in some way shape or form De- definitely the, the the latter there it was just i'm gonna i was just doing vol i was volume content at them yeah um you know they of, of the voicemails that they would play that's probably they probably play one in about six that yeah. i would call in for because there's some of them where i just kind of get i'll just start to ramble and i'm like i don't even remember what it is that i was asking so these guys aren't going to play this and i just kind of yeah. hang up um but no it was just volume shooting and then i did have the opportunity uh, when it was still touching base, when the guys did the Chicago trip, um, I had actually reached out to Dylan and said, hey, you know, I've got I had a game the night that Saturday night. I was like, I can't come up Saturday, but I was like, hey, if I come up Sunday, is it cool to hang out with you guys? And he's like, absolutely. You know, here's where we're staying. Here's my number. You know, give me a shout when you get to town and then got to town and uh, <laughs> did a little too much. Uh, of a Sunday fun day and had to stay in Chicago that night Damn. Uh, and then woke up at about four in the morning to make it back to Indy so I could go back to work. Jesus Christ. So I had yeah. a little bit too fun with the boys. Things got, uh, things that were, it was a great time. It was just, I probably should have, you know, stopped drinking at about two o'clock and let myself sober up a bit and, rather than having to eat a hotel cost. But, you know, yeah. you, no, nobody, uh, nobody makes memories, you know, stopping early like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The best, the best experiences come from when you mentally tell yourself, I should probably stop now. But, and then it's, it's almost like when someone says, hold my beer, only good things can follow after someone says, hold my beer. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the last thing that you want to have happen is you you cut out early. Yeah, cool. You'll feel better in the morning. You'll be rested, maybe not as hungover. But then you're going to be, you know, that person in your friend group that's just like, oh, you remember when this and this and this happened that night? And you're like, I missed out on all that because I decided to cut out a little bit early. I punched out, pulled the ripcord that early and missed this great story. And now I just have to imagine what it would would have been like. So you're not making memories when you cut out like that. So kids, if you're ever at, if you're at home listening to this, never leave early, continue to do things maybe to a little bit of an excess uh, and then just see what happens. I've, I've actually, when I do cut out early, I I've, it sounds like you're kind of like me where I have an extreme case of FOMO. Like, I hate to be, I, I, I will never leave an event first. I will, unless I have a really good excuse, I am never dipping out early. Um, I, I can't, it, there's just something in me that just says, I can't leave until there's less than 10 people here. Like I, I just can't leave. Cause what if like the second I leave, like, I don't know, a monkey flies through the window and then I'm <laughs> the guy that misses the monkey flying through the window. And it's like, how I, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, you never you never want to be that guy. It's like, oh, all of a sudden Jaw Rule showed up and I missed out <laughs> hanging out with Jaw Rule. Tom Damn it. just walks through the door and he's just like, let's do some Mission Impossible shit. And you're just like, what? Yeah, he's just like, hey, let me ride around on your back for no reason at all. <laughs> with Matt, other than the fact that I'm 5'2". I need to be exactly. able to see shit. Yeah, I know, right? I I actually took inspiration from Ross Bolin and he talked about something on his podcast a long time ago where he does like the Irish exit, which I had never heard about where the concept of just instead of being at a dinner party or at a party or of any kind, instead of bouncing to the 12 or however many people it is, it's like, Hey, I'm taking off. See ya. Cause by then, after you've said goodbye to 15 people, you're it's 15 or 20 minutes later after, after you're like, yeah, we'll get you, you know, we'll get a beer sometime, you know, with 15 different people, it's just to just fucking dip. Just just get the hell out of there. And people eventually will be like, where the hell is Ross? And it's like, he left like an hour ago. And he's like, well, he didn't say goodbye. And it's like, that's it. Yeah, no, that's that's that is the only way that I leave anything that I'm doing <laughs> is Irish goodbye. And because it's it is, it's like you you have this, you're in your head, you're like, I need to go now, either one, because wherever you're at sucks, or yeah. because you can f- start to feel your body saying, Oh, things are going to happen if you don't get out of here quick because you're going to take it. You're going to nosedive here soon. So, yeah, yeah, rather than sitting around saying bye to everybody and then you got to get shit from, you know, 
three of your boys and then the two girls are like oh you're being such a pants or you're leaving early it's like no i just want to get i just want to go so it's just like all right uh hey guys i gotta go to the bathroom and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> just completely dip out yeah that's a hundred percent uh my now my new move like it, it, like i did it at a family event once and my grandma was like why the hell did you leave without saying goodbye i'm like Sorry, I probably shouldn't be leaving with family <laughs> events, but yeah, family events are about the only time there. It's, it's like, all right, that's 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 not the move here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're your my parents called me immediately afterwards. Like, why the hell would you leave without saying goodbye? That's just so rude of you. And I'm like, sorry, I just I just don't want to say goodbye to fifty aunts and uncles. Yeah, I do it to everybody. Sorry, you're not you're not special. Yeah, you're not you, special. Everybody get I treat everyone the same. So I, <laughs> you get Irish. If my boys get Irish goodbye, you are getting Irish goodbye. So you mentioned at the top that you referee pro and college hockey. Did I hear that right? Yeah. So I've worked. I do some like Division three NCAA. Um, I had a cup of coffee working for the ECHL, and then I last year i pretty much only worked for the spho which is like single a uh hockey so it's i mean it's a good experience it it's a it's honestly the, the way that i make sure that i don't get super super fat because uh, if i didn't ha- if i didn't have the inspiration to to go work out over the summers you know it's really hard for me to if i don't have a goal that i'm going towards or a reason for why i'm doing something it makes it very hard for me to you know actually complete whatever it is i need to do yeah yeah, I feel you. How did you how did you get into that? Like what did you do in college? Like what where did you go to college? Like how how did how did you get to referee hockey games? Like so I actually started doing this when I was 13 years old. Um my dad was just like, "Hey, you need to, you know, it's about that time where you need to, you know, get a little job for yourself." And he's like, yep. "We're already at the rink all the time anyways. I'm going to do this with you too." So we just showed up for a seminar, you know, we got our rule books. You know, went through each and every year with USA Hockey. You have to go through a seminar, which now it's just the bane of my existence, and I hate going to them because they're boring and it's the same stuff every single year. Um, but yeah, I just showed up at the rink, and then you know, you just start start by doing. You know, I think like I said, I was 13 at the time, so I started off doing you know six to eight year olds their game. So it's you know the yeah. little kids just kind of clumping around, moving, and just trying trying not to yeah. fall down. Um, and then I took a little bit of a break um, when I was in college. I played college club at Robert Morris University um, and then finished at um, Indiana University in Fort Wayne. Um, so once I moved back home, I started doing it again and then started doing more college games and then went to a couple camps uh, for it. Yes, there are referee camps that you go to over the summer. Um <laughs> So then I got saw I, I was seen by some of the right people and I knew a couple people that were doing some uh, higher end stuff. So they helped get my foot in the door and uh, just kind of keep riding the gravy train uh, from here. Just keep trying to stay in the sport, trying to stay active and, um, you know, try to try to live the dream a little bit. Damn, that's awesome, man. I, I went through a little hockey phase. I, I, gr- I moved around a lot growing up because my dad works in commercial construction. So we moved like every two to three years or so. And there was a period of time where we lived in Northern Virginia. So I was a Capitals fan for a period of time. There we go. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> so big, um, big Caps fan here. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So um, I, I I try to catch games when I can here and there. Um, but like when I lived there, I was going, one of my buddies, his, his family had like season tickets. They went to every game. And so I went to countless Caps games. And they're so much fun. I don't think there's another sport like that is just as maybe basketball just in terms of like fast pace, like game, game, go, 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 go. Hockey is just so enjoyable to watch for me. Like I can't, it's, there's no comparison to me. No, it's, and it's so much, it's so much more fun to be there at the arena and watching it. I mean, not a lot of people like watching on TV. It's like, oh, I can't see the puck. I don't know where it's at. It's like right. you can make a pre- you can make an educated guess. You can you can figure it out. You're just not trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, going to an arena, being there, you know, hearing the crowd roar when you know when Ovechkin goes bar down, and just being in that atmosphere is an, is an absolute blast. Um, good place to go see. You know, two great places to go see games. Um, Columbus, Ohio, the Blue Jackets. Their arena is awesome super affordable tickets and uh there's not a bad seat in nationwide arena uh and then nashville is a really good time too because obviously you know 
Bridgestone is right there on Broadway. As right. soon as you know, you can go have drinks before the game, see some good live, good live music, and then go right back out when you get done. Um, so that's that place is a blast. I love being able to drive. I, I that's one of the few things that I like about living in Evansville is that I'm only two and a half hours, you know, two two and a half hours away from Nashville, so I can pop down there anytime I want. You know, I can go see a game in the middle of the week um, and still be back in time for work the next day, which is really nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That kicks ass. I I love I love Nashville. I I had my first Nashville experience over this last previous Christmas. My whole dad, like my family, my my parents and my siblings were going to go just on our own. And then my dad, my family is one of those families that's like, hey, we're going to this location. If if you can make it, like cool. If not, no biggie. And like my entire dad's family showed up, and we just partied in Nashville and just. Got absolutely sloshed at Kid Rock's bar. That's got to be the best <laughs> bar, right? Like, am I? Am um, I, at least for I mean, my first time experience, I was like, Kid Rock. Kid Rock stands out. Yeah, there's very few bars that suck that are on Broadway. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of Whiskey Row. Uh, that's a good one. And then the Nashville. Oh, what is it called? It's the Nashville Sporting Club. They just redid it. It's probably been open for maybe a year, year and a half or so. That one's that one's pretty nice, right there in the middle of Broadway. Uh, good ones to go off Broadway, like winners and losers. You know, getting away from all the madness that that yeah. is Broadway is is kind of nice. Um, great rooftop bar there, L.A. Jackson. Next time you go there, okay. Phenomenal views. Drinks are a little pricey, but you know you're paying for you know you're paying that you're extra. Yeah. You're that upcharge for the for the sweet view yeah okay yeah dope i, I really want to go i would have taken so many trips at this point as sure um many people would have at this point if covid uh hasn't been the thing i actually you know i have a i have a mac and what i realized today is that when you delete messages on your iphone they do not go away on your mac so i had like message history from like october of last year so before you joined the call i was just like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and i came across this conversation with this person and he asked me um do you think the coronavirus is as big as they said and i was like nah it ain't shit it's gonna be something that blows over in like two weeks it ain't a big deal and now uh and next thing you know my uh uh i, I don't want to out her but my my mom has the coronavirus now so Oof. that's it's 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 wild um it's it's wild how far it's come <laughs> my uh my brother's father-in-law got it too and he said he dropped like 25 pounds i'm like can i get just a little bit of corona and just kind of take that weight loss factor of it because that'd be stellar then i'd be absolutely where i want to be and then we'd be good to go yeah man i if 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 it if it's a weight loss thing can we get it into some kind of supplement so that we can like can we do it like uh what are those uh my family's obsessed with those uh all my aunts and uncles drink that. There's like some spark energy drink or something that's supposedly yeah. it's almost like a Weight Watchers thing that I think it's just one of those pyramid schemes that they fell for. And and uh, apparently it helps you lose weight. Can we just get a covid uh, weight loss thing? Yeah. And I'd love to be dropping some pounds, but. Well, it makes it so hard now because you're you're at home all the time. Not a whole lot to do. It's like, all right, I'm bored. Well. I got bagel bites. In, I got bagel bites in the freezer. Let's fire those puppies up. Let's <laughs> snack. Let's snack out a little bit. What's your What's your go to fast food place? Probably Chipotle. Really? You count? Did you count that as fast food, or is that that fast casual? Uh, I've seen it both ways because I've seen Chipotle's with drive throughs My thought is that if it's got a drive through, it's got to be fast food. But then again, Steak and Shake has a drive through. Would you consider Steak and Shake fast food? Yes, very much so. Okay, okay. I I consider anything usually, with the exception of a few, if it's got a waitress that it's not fast food. But then again, like steak and shake, like you could pretty yeah. much get in there, sit down, and eat within twenty minutes, and then get out of there. Like it's it's pretty fast. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, if we're not gonna, if if not Chipotle, then I would say probably Chick Fil A. Yeah, I mean, easy. You know, they have that the military run uh, drive through system there that gets everybody through super fast. They must train them like they train the military, man. Every single time we have a really busy one over here by me, um, kind of on like the outskirts of Atlanta. And they have like five lanes. There's constantly people invest. They got like the air traffic <laughs> zones, like waving people in. And it's like, 
how the hell do they train these people? <laughs> do they and just do what they they're all like like upper middle school, high school kids too. Yeah. It's like you got these kids in lockstep. They're, you know, doing everything a lot more efficiently than every other restaurant. You know, what's what is your secret? You'd think that these other fast food restaurants would like look at Chick-fil-A's model and be like, wow, like that's really efficient. But like, no, they don't for some reason. Like they just want to stick to the really impolite minimum wage high school kids. They're just like, what else after each thing you say when you're ordering? Yeah, it's like just it all starts from that first moment that you have that first interaction. Just you know, Taco Bell, Popeyes, step it up. <laughs> oh, you dude. know what? I'm gonna say this right now. This is all gonna right. be kind of controversial. Uh-oh. Fuck you, fuck you, Popeyes. <laughs> you and your shit service. I have never once had an order made correctly there, and right. we just like they just built a brand new one, like very very close to my house. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, I can get access to this chicken sandwich now. This will be great. It's open on Sundays. Twice I've been there and twice it's been wrong. And every other time I've gone, like even though, even when I order through Uber Eats or something like that, it's still not right. Figure it out, Popeyes, <laughs> you bunch of shit bags. <laughs> Dude, we were just having this talk the other night about um, about restaurants getting orders wrong. And I I know this is this might be a controversial opinion, but I don't do DoorDash, Uber Eats, I w- I am much more comfortable just going and getting it myself. It it might sound crazy, but I, I it I don't necessarily have a fear of like the driver eating my food. That's never crossed my mind. But like, let me still let me snag a couple fries here. He's yeah, not Logan's I, not going to notice. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like if I was a driver for food stuff, I'd be like, what kind of fry? What kind of seasoning they got? Like, <laughs> but like I, I'm not a I'm not a meal delivery guy. I I never have been, and I don't think I will. Oh, I've uh, I've always been. I'm so, I'm, really? so, I'm so lazy. But I just if I'm hungry, and it, it also doesn't help that you know where my where my house is is I'm not very close to a lot of things, so mm-hmm. I don't really want to go out and come back because I know I'm going to just finish eating it by the time I get home, anyways. So it's just like I'm just going to sit here on the couch. You know, I'll pay like the five dollars for the delivery fee. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 kind of a big guy on that. Where I'm just like, no, bring it to me. I don't really want to get off the couch. This, I've you know, it's my fifth time through the office, but I just can't miss this next episode. It's just not <laughs> yeah, really though. I, I've seen this show three hundred times, but I have to see that Phyllis's wedding. I. The, the one time I've used Uber Eats was I was visiting family in Illinois. I'm actually from Champaign, Illinois. That's where I was born. Okay. Um, fellow northerners out there. Yeah. Even though Illinois, Illinois is a, sorry to my family that lives there. Illinois is a shit state. <laughs> it's just, hey, they got legal weed. They got that going for them. They do. They do. Hopefully that saves them because for years, I just, whenever I go to family events, they usually the talks consist of all my uncles talking about when Illinois is going to go bankrupt and when Indiana or Ohio is just going to absorb them or some shit like that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but the, the one time I've used Uber Eats, um, I was I, I was at my aunt's house. My family went out to do something. I don't know why I stayed home. But either way, I ordered McDonald's from Uber Eats and I didn't know that this was possible and maybe it's not, but this dude pulled up on a bike with my order in the, uh, in the basket on his bicycle, like bicycle, like he's pedaling to McDonald's, going through the drive through getting my food, coming out. Can, is that, huh? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've actually had that happen before when I, when I was living in Indianapolis, um, I lived right downtown and there's, I've had it a couple times with like Uber eats. Um, there's another, it's like their own, they're their own thing and they have their own delivery drivers. Excuse me. Um, it's called a cluster truck. Really, really good. Kind of overpriced, but you know, it's pretty tasty, but you see their guys running around on bikes all around town. They come up, drop it off. And then they're, they bolt out to go take their next order somewhere. I, I don't, I, that would be a great way to shed some pounds too, being a delivery driver, but on a bike. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, this McDonald's was five minutes away from me. I probably could have walked and gotten the food, but when it said the ETA for the food was like an hour and a half, I was like, why so long? But it's because this motherfucker was pedaling. 
<laughs> he, got, he got tired. He had to take a break halfway there. Yeah, he probably found a park bench. Was like, let me have some of these fries before I make the rest of the destination. <laughs> Do you think he's gonna notice I took a sip of his Sprite? <laughs> I mean, yes, I noticed because my Sprite was like, it's almost like it. Like, what's the word? I can't. I can't think of the word. You know, when water evaporates, what's that called? Evaporation. When yeah, when it sits, <laughs> when it sits out. It's been a long weekend. When it sits Are you talking out, about when you get condensation on the side? Maybe. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. I don't know science. This is why our, I'm I'm our science talk right is now. going great. No, science talk with the boys ain't there's no legs there. Um, Sunday Sunday science talks. Hey, we're there for it. Um I was gonna ask you early what your dream job was, but are you currently working your dream job? Like, do you do you love what you do to get serious for a second? Like um yeah no no, no. I, I mean the company that i work my actual day job is i run a home care agency oh um so you know doing that i have the opportunity to help a lot of families navigate some really difficult times so yeah i, I really okay. enjoy what i do love my team that i that i have that i've kind of built up here um so yeah i mean there's there's definitely days where i i ride home in complete silence and try not to scream um, the entire way home, but overall, yeah. you know, the guys, the, the two, the two guys that I work for, um, are great, are absolutely phenomenal leaders, um, that always have great advice and are willing to help with anything. Um, so they give me a lot of opportunities that I, you know, probably would have never had if I went anywhere else. Um, so yeah, I love that. And then, you know, I, I had the benefit of, they, I told them straight up when I started my job as a, Hey, you know, or through the interview process, like, Hey, listen, I referee pro in college hockey. You know, this is something I'm really passionate about and something I love doing. Um, you know, it's, I just want to make sure that you're cool with me. You know, as long as I'm putting the hours in, you know, at the front end of the week, you know, I right. might be leaving, fr you know, Fridays at two or Fridays sure. after lunch, just so I can you know, make it to where I want to go. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Just make sure that your work's getting done. And, you know, as long right. as that's being taken care of, you're good to go. So yeah, love my company. Love, love the guys I work for. Love the team that I have here uh, that I've built up here in Evansville. And then I still get to kind of live a dream here while I'm refing. That's awesome, man. I didn't know that you did that stuff. That's really good for you. And that's, I'm sure that's, I'm sure it's really rewarding, not only being able to help people out, but just, just to see that and just to see them, you know, with the, the work that you do, like, I'm sure that's just a great feeling. Yeah, it's, it's really good, especially, you know, a lot of our, like, so we, like, I, I hire nurses and whatnot. So, you know, knowing that I can, you know, find a nurse to help, you know, mom or dad, you know, provide care for maybe like, cause we've, I've got, you know, kiddos that we take care of that are as young as, you know, six months old. Um, so, you know, we're the reason why mom and dad get to go to work that day or why mom and dad right. actually get to go to sleep that night. So, you know, the impact that we make, you know, while we don't hear it on a daily basis of how thankful some people are, which it happens, you know, I'm not, that's, I'm not bent out of shape about that. Um, we, I know, and, and, you know, my team knows that, Hey, we're making a big difference in these folks' lives, whether or not they're actually verbalizing it to us or not. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Good for you. One of my, one of my good friends, uh, and co-hosts on another podcast I do. Um, she's like a social worker here in Atlanta and she also helps like families in need and with foster kids and, and kids that have parents that, don't come home after work or, you know, these are six year olds that are being left home all day while mom goes to work. No feeding. Like she, she has, the, she echoes the same sentiment that you just did about, it just feels good to be able to help people out. And especially in times like 2020, I mean, this was the year that it was supposed to be like the best year of everyone's lives, like 2020 vision, like 2020, this 2020, that, I mean, even my company, my day job, they came up with all these like 2020 initiatives. And now those are all just like, Man, but well, 2021, 2022. Well, so it's just shitty. Yeah, I mean, we we are the we are the same mindset where we had everything set up to have you know between all of our offices, it was going to be like, yes, this is going to be a great year. We're mm -hmm. going in the right direction, and then you know, record scratch. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna slow things down pretty considerably. Um, I mean, that's and it's one of the working in healthcare. I mean, one of the great things is is that we still have the ability. We've had the ability to grow still throughout all this. So you know, I'm 
still able to give, you know, the guys in my office the opportunity to get promoted and, you know, go run their own office and to allow our company to continue to expand. So, you know, from, from that aspect, yeah, it's, it's slowed us down a little bit, but, you know, it's still, there's still a lot of potential, a lot of folks out there that need a lot of help. And we're, we're happy to be there for those, for those families. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you're a big sports guy. I know you're a big hockey guy. Uh, you suggested this and I'm, I'm glad to open up this camel worms because we could be here for 20 minutes. We could be here for two hours just talking about, uh, sports without fans. You know, it's, it's been different, you know, watching some of the exhibition games for the NHL. And then last night watching, you know, the first day of, of the actual playoffs going on, it's a little bit weird, but I think there's also a little bit of, you know, kind of purity to it where it's just two teams battling it out no one has home ice advantage no one's got a you know crowd a crowd there to pump them up or you know dampen their spirits so i think it's it's been it's been an interesting adjustment but i also kind of like it at the same time where like i said it's it's just kind of a pure thing let the boys actually battle it out and yeah. you know let the best team show through yeah i agree i i like that perspective i haven't ever thought about it like that that's actually a really good point um, I, I've, I've seen some funny comments, especially being in Atlanta about how like they're f- pumping like, you know, like, like 2k fan noise, like into the stadium to give the players like the feel as if there are really fans. And they've said like the Atlanta Falcons have been doing that for the past 10 years, shit like that. <laughs> which is funny because the Falcons actually do pump fake fan noise into some of the lesser attended games, which is really sad, but, um, Step it up, Falcons, if you want to, if you want real fans to be in the stands. <laughs> it'll be, I mean, it'll be, it's gonna be really interesting, especially when football comes back, you know, to see how they handle that or if it's gonna happen. You know, it seems, uh, it seems like the Patriots are just trying to throw the season right now because they've had like six or seven guys say, no, nah, I'm opting out of the season. I'm not gonna play. Yeah. So it'll be I, interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how many other teams start having, you know, responses like that from their players. I'm I'm interested to see how hockey goes these first couple of weeks. I'm interested to see that the NBA is doing f- okay in their bubble so far, but like like with baseball, man, it's it's almost like it's almost like they're just going to cancel the season again here in a few weeks. Like, you know, they're postponing all these games. Like the entire team of the Marlins got tested positive. It's like you know, there's only so much we can do when these players aren't restricted to a bubble like the NBA is. Yeah, that's and I I think it would be a lot more fun to have and I and I hate baseball. I'll go to a, I'll go to the ballpark. That's that's fun to do. But watching baseball on TV is just unbearable. It's so boring and terrible. Um, yeah, I'm with you 100 percent. Yeah. So I think that with I saw somebody somebody else said this, so I can't even take credit for this idea. Um, is doing like an eight or twelve team super tournament, and just have them battle it out that way, bubble them up, but do a tournament and kind of shorten it up just to yeah. you know kind of change things up a bit. I actually wouldn't be mad with sports and as a whole if they kind of did what you know like the uh, like the EPL does with the with Premier League does, where they'll go chunk of games offer a month or so go do you know international competitions international friendlies things like that and then go back to the league you know for another two or three months to kind of break up the season throughout the year um where you can you know have basketball over the summer have hockey over the summer things that you'd normally have you know a four to five month break from that you wouldn't see and then you get all excited you know when september october rolls around because your sports are back Mm-hmm. Um, stretch it out throughout the year and see how that would work out. With with your with your professional opinion, do you think we're gonna get? F- I'm not a huge football guy. I'm not a huge college football guy. I'm in. I live in the the South, so you know, obviously the SEC is all anyone ever really talks about. And my roommate, uh, he went to to UGA, and he's just like a diehard Georgia Bulldogs fan. And it's like every single time we talk about the fact that college football may not return. He gets real sad and says, "Like if there's going to be any kind of protest in the street, because when it's when they cancel the college football season, do you think we'll have a college football season, or or football no. in general? I'm I'm leaning towards no. Yeah, the the NFL. I think there is a shot that they could. That would be if you're gonna if you're gonna do a bubble system for that. That will be the most 
difficult because those teams are so large and there's so much support staff. Hockey and basketball, yeah, hockey has a has a you know you've got 20 guys on a roster plus I think you I think they said that you can take 31 in total uh, to their bubble. Well, that's that's like your offense. That's that's your offense right there. You know, right? You've got the, you know your backups for those guys. So what? There's 150 some odd players on each team or so. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be really difficult. So I don't have a lot of hope that it, I don't have a lot of hope that it's, that it's going to happen. I don't think it will. Um, just the logistics of it are, are pretty difficult to try to wrangle in all those. I mean, you're, you're herding cats at that point. Yeah. I really like your idea about like, let's just, yeah. With like, with the soccer, like why don't we just play like six or seven games, maybe even five games, uh, and then just take a break, take a step back, make sure everything's good, test a bunch of people. If everything's good, then jump back in. And then th- that's actually a pretty good idea. Big Will, the, the big points today. You've gotten a lot of got a lot of good takes. I I got to I got to credit that to all the activity. You know, golf, golf this earlier this afternoon, and then soccer right after that. So the uh, the uh, my brain biscuits are turning. <laughs> I've I've been trying to get back into golf recently. I. Uh, one of my buddies sent me this screenshot the other day and it said something. Why is every mid twenties guy trying to get into golf? And it's like, well, cause that's the only sport really. I mean, unless you p- have played a sport your entire life, like my siblings are both really competitive swimmers. So I feel like they'll swim for their entire life. Um, but like golf's the only real sport that like you can play at every stage of your life. You can play it when you're a toddler, you can play it when you're old, 80 years old and just overweight as hell. Or you can play it, and you're you can play golf anytime. Yeah, well, on top of that, it's one of the few things that you could do through quarantine. If you're, you know, if you can find a, you know, a course that's open, that's the perfect social distancing activity. You're outside. You're you should be far enough away. Um, whenever when Indiana locked down, um, thankfully my the club that I belong to is still open uh, and stayed open. But they're just like, hey, one person per cart. Yeah. So. You know the, the course is littered with carts because you got all, <laughs> you got four per group, yeah. Um, and then a lot of the other uh, the city courses shut down, but all the a lot of the private courses or semi-private courses stayed open. And so every single weekend, and then throughout the day, where I, I was out at the golf course, my roommate and I, she and I would go play. You know, a couple times a week. You know, you're staying active. You're getting to do something. So you know, COVID's been amazing for my golf game because I've never played this much golf <laughs> in my life. Yeah, I've I, I've played more games of golf this year than I have in the past ten years. I I used to live, like I said earlier, when I, I moved around a lot as a kid. There was a period of time where we lived in Oklahoma City, and we we lived on a golf course at that time. And I was fifteen or fourteen at the time, too young to be paid. And my dad around that time, just same with yours, said, you know, it's it's time you start working and learning how to work and, you know, learn that mindset. So he's like, you're going to go up to the golf course and ask him for a job. And I was the dude that picked up the, uh, the golf balls off the driving range at the end of the day. They, uh, they gave me these little, these little tubes that you would just like punch down on the, on the ball. And it would like each tube would hold like 15 balls and go and dump it in this trash can. And then it took, it took like four hours, but I got free golf out of it and I didn't appreciate it at the time. Um, but looking back, I'm like, damn, I got free golf for working like a couple days a week of picking up balls off the course. Are you kidding me? Like that's, that's perfect. I did not take advantage of it. I am a terrible person, but I did not take advantage of it. Yeah. I, I, I had the similar, I had a similar thing. So I, I grew up on a golf course too. And parents always had me, you know, had a membership for me. And mm-hmm. at that time I was just so bored. It was so boring. You know, you don't have, you didn't have Bluetooth speakers. You couldn't really play music. And my parents were kind of golf purists. They're like, no, be quiet. You know, just keep it down. <laughs> this is a gentleman's sport. And yeah. so, you know, it's like, I don't want to play. It's like, I'll, I'll play up until we get back to the house and then I'm jumping off at that tee box. Right. Um, and looking back now, it's like, damn, I really should have taken a lot more advantage of, of that great situation that I had rather than, you know, rather than wanting to spend the entire day at the pool and just hanging out there doing nothing no right Uh, that's funny too when i got back into golf this year um i sent like a snapchat my entire family really close we have like even my aunts and uncles like we have a snapchat group chat because all my aunts and uncles are desperate to to stay young and try to be 
to try to be in in the know. So I think I went golfing with my brother and cousin and um, the snap I sent, we were playing some Bluetooth or something and like five or six of them commented, like, turn your music off. You're at the golf course. Like, is that a beer? Why are you drinking at the golf course? Like, I was just like, come on. I feel like everyone drinks at the golf course. What else would I be doing? I'm supposed to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I have to, I have to numb the pain of this third shank in a row on this par three. Really? No, I have to, I have to crush this Miller high life by, by (laughs) for, for putting it in the water the past two strokes. It's it's horrible. We, my migrants are the guys that I play with pretty consistently. We'll do, you know, par threes. It's like, all right, closest to the, whoever's furthest from the pin, uh, they got a shotgun, a beer. And today the same guy had to shotgun three different beers today. So he was, uh, he was a little banged up leaving the course. You hate to see that. You hate that for him, but. I had, hey, I'm glad it <laughs> wasn't me. Yeah, better than <laughs> him than <laughs> me. Yeah, do better next time. Don't suck. It makes me, it motivates me more to want to be better at golf when I hear like the boys like I'm circling back or whatever talk about like, oh, I, I just went away for a golf weekend or I, I'm taking a golf trip later this year. It makes me really, really want to get into golf. And like later this year, my, my grandparents live in Las Vegas and a couple of families in our family are, are looking at going out and spending some time out there when the horses start to run, if they run, hopefully. Um, yeah. and bet on the horses. And my dad was like, why don't you come out early with us instead of coming on the weekend and just play some golf? And I was like, oh. I was like, you guys be ready for some Bluetooth speaker action. He was like, we're golfing with your grandpa. If he sees you bring a Bluetooth speaker within 10 miles of a golf course, he's going to tell you to go home. But it's, it just doesn't work. So we'll see. Uh, earbuds it is then. Yes, I guess I'm going with the AirPods, but that's all right. I guess I'll just jam Wiz Khalifa to myself i don't know what i'm still trying to find what appropriate since i took such a long uh break from golf i'm trying to find what appropriate golf music is like is there a vibe that you like one of my buddies said just put throw on some alan jackson or something turn it down low just have some country on uh no one's blaring like t-pain at the golf course i hope Mm, my roommate does she 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 puts some pretty aggressive rap music out there um i i think you just kind of got to gauge it based on who it is that you're with and knowing what kind of their taste is and kind of you know what's what's our goal for the day are we actually trying to play or are we just trying to have you know a cool you know three and a half four hours with the boys just here whacking around having some beers um i play a lot of like like edm while i'm while i'm golfing Hmm. Um, but I also do this kind of the same thing. I kind of keep it low just so I can kind of hear the beat in the background, um, while still being able to kind of keep things rolling. Um, or I'll, I'll flip flop between that and eighties music. Yeah. The eighties, eighties is something that I've thrown on consistently and looked around at the people I'm with and everyone's pretty consensual. I'm like, yeah, leave the eighties on like, like that, that'll do it. Like they just, I guess like older people like my dad or grandpa, they just don't want to hear Drake while, while they're trying to tee off. That's, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. If you can find, if you can find something that they like and kind of gear, you know, you know, tailor your DJing towards what their likes are, you know, you might not be thrilled about it, but at least you get to listen to something other than just, you know, the whistling of the wind as you're driving up to, you know, your, your seventh shot on a par four. Right. Right. Um, so, well, I, I have a group, a grouping of questions. So I, I prepared by sending you that list of five or six questions and I do that for every guest I have on here, but then I have five, five questions that I ask every guest. I don't prepare them just because it's good to get their, their on the cuff answer. And this is a really good way I found to learn about what kind of people you guys are, the guests that are on this show. They're not nothing crazy questions. They're very easy questions, but, um, I'll start off by asking you. What do you get when you go to the movies? Obviously pre-quarantine because nobody's been to the movies in six to nine months. But what do you get when you go to the movies? Uh, honestly, I don't get anything. Um, really? I, yeah. So movie, movie theater popcorn uh, causes my guts to go nuts. So I stray away from that. I'm not a big, like, super sweet candy guy. If I guess if to answer the question and not be a, you know, a complete dud uh, and just say nothing, uh, I'm going to go uh, like Reese's Cup or Reese's Pieces. Okay. Okay. I, it's not necessarily a dud. Sometimes 
sometimes I'll like think about because also you got to think about those prices. Like they're they're just absolutely stupid and 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 insane. Yeah, if you're if you're if you're really smart and thinking ahead about it, you stop at Walgreens before you go and just kind of you know hustle that in there. I'm pretty sure I talked to um, some of my other friends, the gals from Millennials and Mimosas. If you've if you've heard of them or interacted with them, oh, I know. Um, K- I've I've hung out with KB and Mads before. Hey, um, I was talking about this. I told them this story. Do you remember a few years ago when um, there was a shooting in Aurora, Colorado, for like the Batman premiere movie or something? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so that next day, my family and I went to go see the Batman movie or whatever, and. My family did the same thing. We'd study the dollars, the Dollar Tree or Walgreens, whatever, and just stock up on those like, like one dollar for a box. You get five of them, five for five or something like that, you know. And um, they were searching everybody's bags at the theater out of precaution <laughs> for, for the, uh, for the for weapons and purses and stuff. So like my mom, like completely panicked, and she was like, "Honestly, I didn't see those get in there. The kids must have put them in there when we were at home. I had nothing to do with it." And I was like, mom, did you just rat your own kids out? Like, <laughs> you just, you saw the bus coming, grabbed <laughs> us by the collars, timed it out and just and see just, you later kiddos. Yeah, exactly. She <laughs> threw us completely under the bus. Um, so yeah, we, we've always been like, get everything possible. I love movie theater popcorn. Luckily it doesn't do anything bad to my gut, at least not during the movie. Maybe, maybe that night it'll kick in, but um. guy i can't it, it feels wrong for me to sit down in my seat with like just a drink and like nothing in my lap like a bowl of popcorn or something i don't know i'm just a big popcorn boy i love popcorn and for dinner sometimes fuck it i mean oh my roommate does that she does that all the time i was like what do you make for dinner she goes i had two bags of popcorn i go killing it you're killing it right now <laughs> she goes really... shut up i'm going to i'm going to orange theory in the morning oh it'll be fine i'll even out well good for her because <laughs> You know who doesn't go to Orange Theory the next day is me. So it's just <laughs> it's just adding up for me. Um, what's the last thing that you sat down and binge watched, um, or just watched in general? I know people are don't necessarily binge things anymore. We're not in high school anymore. We don't have all the time in the world. I started up the Umbrella Academy. That the second season of that, um, I like that. The, you know, the first season that came out. So I'm trying to follow that through. Um, I watched. Uh, I've watched a couple of Monty Python movies here over the last couple of nights uh, throughout the week. Um, really? If, for for some of you and and Logan, I don't know. I don't know how old you are, but some of the you know for the for the younger listeners. If you want to get in with your bosses, if they you know, say they're older in their 40s and 50s, you need to watch Monty Python and subtly drop little lines in from that. Yep. They will absolutely love that. And on top of that, it's just really witty, funny movies. So highly recommend doing that. That's that's those that's a great suggestion. I it's been a long time since I've seen those, so I might hear when we're done tonight, I might pop one of those on just to 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 reminisce and and revisit those. I actually watched uh, Happy Gilmore last night. Um, I exposed the girl I'm seeing. Uh, she had never seen it before. Um, to Happy Gilmore, and I know that complete shocker. As soon as she, we were at dinner with a couple friends, and she like dropped the subtle, like subtly. I've never seen Happy Gilmore. <laughs> That's you did the right thing. It was just you, like you, you, excuse me. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't. I didn't let any time pass. I was like, we're watching it tonight. Yep. The moment yeah, we get home, so, it's going on. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly like we didn't have time to settle down. She put her purse down and all of a sudden she turns around. And it's already queued up and ready to go. It's like, <laughs> sit your ass down. We're watching this movie. Um, we, we, we've got things we need to achieve tonight. <laughs> Very well said. Um, if you could go back in time and have dinner with somebody, who would you go back in time and eat dinner with? Hmm. Or, or I could, I've rephrased it the past couple episodes. If you could just have dinner with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Um, that's a good question. If I'm going to, let's see. The, uh, this is going to sound so bro-y, but, you know, I'd, you know, hanging out, hanging either, either Joe Rogan or, uh, or maybe Tom Segura. 
Um, you know, I, I absolutely love awesome. stand up. I absolutely love stand up comedy, and those are two of my favorite guys. Um, so just to be able to you know sit down with them and just listen to, I mean, because they're just they're gonna mess with you the, the entire time. Um, I don't think I don't think Joe would do it as much, but Tom or if like Burt Kreischer is there, all they're gonna do is just be messing with you and just be setting you up just to get a reaction out of you, just to see. Oh, I just said this insanely off the wall thing. Let's see how you react yeah. to it, and then we can go from there. Right. Yeah. I love that. I might actually add a question to these groups of questions and start asking people who their favorite comedians are. Cause that, that says a lot about a person too. I mean, personally, I, I love those guys. I love birth Kreishner. I've been getting into him a lot more lately. Um, I love Bill Burr. Um, and I love Jim Gaffigan as well. Uh, both of those guys are great. I, I was a big fan of Chris D'Elia until he got canceled. Uh, you hate to see it, but can't be touching kids. Just can't yeah, be touching kids. That's that's kind of a that's kind of a big issue. You can't be don't yeah. don't diddle kids. That's I feel like that's a thing that they tell you not to do. But hey, uh, yeah, I feel like pretty strongly too. It's like hey, you know, we really only need to tell you this once. Don't fuck kids. Yeah, and, and like, oh, okay, cool, I get it. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's not a good you, idea. Most people are like, oh yeah, totally. I would never even go go there. And meanwhile, and what's crazy is that you know you can't deny it that the dude has pe- played pedophiles on various TV shows. <laughs> And it's like, how, <laughs> why you fucking idiot. So, I mean, with, with that whole thing happening, I was never a real big Crystalia fan. Like I enjoyed him when he f- like first came out, but then I started watching a lot of his specials and I'm like, dude, stop laughing at your own jokes so yep. hard. That drives me up a wall when a comedian does, when a comedian does that. Yep. It's like you you knew you knew this was coming. This shouldn't have caught you off guard. You shouldn't be laughing this hard. Yeah. Like it's it's it he does that a lot. He'll he'll like begin the joke and then he'll start giggling and then like he won't even finish the joke sometimes because he's just laughing and it's like tell us the punchline. Like I want to know what's so fucking funny. Like yeah, like yeah, we we know that you know what's going to come here. We don't know, and we really like to not. We'd like to laugh because of what you said, and not just because we feel there's a, a verbal cue because you're laughing. Yeah, exactly. Um, good, good, good answers there. If you were an animal, what would you be? Um, probably like a brat, like a brown bear. You know, big guy. You know, I'm. I, I can be generally. Really, I guess I don't want to say docile, but I'm I can be pretty chill. But as soon as you provoke me, th- you know things are going to happen. You're going to throw uh, hands. Yes. Well, I mean, maybe if if you know I'm an adult now. I'm not in college anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, if you if if you provoke my, me or somebody that is close to me, th- there will be a reaction. And it's generally not going to be a pleasant one. Sure. Yeah. Totally. I like that. I dig it. I dig it. I like to identify myself as a as a male African lion, more specifically the male lion, because I've recently learned that the you male lion, the king, well, <laughs> I've known that for a while, but I've, I've recently learned that the, the king of the pride, the, the male lion, the Mufasa, all he does is sleep all day and the females go out in the pack and they hunt bring the food back, wake up the males, and then the males eat. That sounds like a dream. <laughs> that does, that does <laughs> Probably going to get great. attacked on Twitter for saying something about how women go out and get the food, but fuck me, right? I mean... Hey, that's if, how you get listeners. You get to say something controversial. Hey, that's how Micah does it. I mean, <laughs> hell. We'll, you know we'll, what? I, I don't like... And this is kind of a lot for me to say because he oh. did block me at one point. I got off oh. the block list. I don't like how much people shit all over Micah. He I don't either, is, man. He's he's generally funny. Yeah, he says some outlandish stuff, but you you should expect that at this point. Like people yeah. that that constantly you know try to rag all over him. Like no, you're. I mean, the guy's pretty successful. He knows what he's doing. You know, I, if you don't like his takes, that's fine. But you don't need to sh- completely shit all over everything that he does. The guy's funny. He's a really he's a really nice guy because I got to meet him up in Chicago too. Um, so yeah, I, I want people to stop doing that. And I also want people to stop tell, stop telling Doran to go fuck himself. Dylan's a nice guy too. Leave him alone. Yeah, hey, I I've always thought the same thing about Micah. Whenever I whenever I hear them refer to Micah as a controversial figure or uh somebody who has a lot of haters, I'm always like, "Why?" I mean, the dude's funny, and I think he leans into the fact that he's quote-unquote controversial with the shit he says. I'm 
half the shit he says, I feel like it's to get a reaction out of people. That's oh, Micah's absolutely. personality, and I, I think it's fucking hilarious. I was actually lucky enough to get Micah on this on this pod as well. He'll his episode comes out here in a, in a couple of weeks, and and he brings the heat. And he was he's very he was very nice to me. You know, I'm a small time pod wannabe podcaster doing what the guys do. And uh, Micah came on, responded to my DM just just as you did, and same with Cat Pat. Very nice people. He responded to me and was like, "Yeah, whatever you want to do, I'll do." And I'm I'm game to record for as long as you want. I'll do whatever you want, man. And I was like, damn, like this dude, stop hating on Micah. That's what Big Will and Logan have to say. Uh, quit hating on Micah. And yeah, quit telling Dylan to go fuck himself. I mean, I won't, I won't, I, I'd be lying if I said that like one of my first voicemails when I called into touching base was like, fuck you, Dorn at the end of it. But, but that's because that's before I knew who they were, like got it invested in their lives. I was just going along with the with the trend of people telling Dylan to go fuck himself. So I'll say it. I've, I've said it in the past, but I've also exchanged some DMS with Dylan as well. He's given me a on starting up pods and equipment to use and softwares to use. So I have nothing but love and respect for the guy. Um, and then finally, Will, uh, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Probably journey. I've seen really? them twice. Damn, jealous. Um, awesome. I got to, I got to see them with Steve Perry and then with Asian Steve Perry. Um, so, I mean, he's the, the new guy. I, I don't even know what the guy's name is, who the new head, uh, who the, who uh, the new lead singer is. Yeah. He puts, he brings the energy. I got to see, I saw him up in Muskegon, Michigan. This is, Oh God, this is 18 years ago now. Um, and then I saw them again at Carb Day, uh, or at the five at the for the Indy Five Hundred. I think that was two, two maybe three years ago now. Um, but great show! I grew I grew up listening to Journey. My dad's a massive Journey fan, so it was always playing in the house. Um, so seeing them in concert, it was it was a really good time. That's awesome! I'm really jealous. I need to try to see as many. Um, assuming concerts will be the same eventually post COVID, I need to try to see as many of older artists that I can before they either stop touring or pass away. I'd, I'd love to see God. I, I could, I could go on for hours about the people that I'd love to see. Most exciting concert. I think I've ever been to was Travis Scott. It's a real millennial answer. Uh, but I mean, I saw him here in Atlanta and um, it, it like completely just blew me away with the special effects and the lighting and, and the stuff. I was like, completely mesmerized about like the the work that goes into the production of his concerts. I thought it was absolutely incredible, but I'd love to see journey or really anybody Def Leppard, anybody from that era, man, I, I'd love to go. Yeah. That, that, that also made me think when you said you want to see somebody before they, you know, they pass away or they, uh, or they stop touring. I got to see Eddie money, uh, and concert. That was a really great concert too. Um, the high, the highlight of that concert was the end of, uh, he was getting ready to leave stage and he's, he's thanking people and he goes, yeah, I just want to thank my parole officer for letting me do this concert. I'm so happy. <laughs> he goes, we got two tickets to Hawaii. We're all going to paradise tonight, guys. I'll see you later. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I love yeah, that. That was, it was, it was a really small venue too, which made it even better. So I was, you know, no more than, you know, 75 yards from the stage the whole time. So you got to see him up close and personal as he, uh, he put on a good, really good show. Rest in peace there, Eddie. Wow. That's amazing. I'm so jealous that that'd be incredible. Well, Will, uh, I think we, we killed it here for this, for this hour. Do you have fun? That's such I a Dylan question. I, I have to take that back. That's such a Dylan question. If he listens to this, he's gonna be like, that's my thing. Sorry, Dylan. Um, but Thanks for being here, man. I, I really appreciate you uh, responding and taking the time out of your night before work. Got the Sunday scaries, I'm sure. Uh, thanks for being that. Thanks for being with here with me. I'll I'll give you your your moment here to plug away and uh, plug yourself, plug what you're doing. What's next for Big Will in 2020? There's a Dave question for you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, hey, I appreciate you having me on. I had a great time. Uh, if if, uh, if it gets some good reviews, we can uh, we always talk about doing things again. Or if people absolutely hate me and your numbers plummet because of me, you can also blame me. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, everybody can follow me. Uh, I'm Glicker89 across the board, all platforms. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I guess what's next for Wool in 2020? Uh, I'm just trying not to get COVID. I mean, unless they get, <laughs> unless they give me weight loss COVID, you know, that's about the only thing. Um, hoping that uh, hockey season, you know, for the uh, for the juniors and the, some of the lower end pro teams, hope that actually, you know, yeah. takes hold and, and gets that uh, gets going there. Um, so just plugging away at work, trying to help people, and uh, hopefully COVID goes away so we can uh, start doing some more extensive traveling here soon. Hell yeah, man. I'm, I'm all for it. And yeah, everybody go follow, uh, Will on all those platforms, watch out for what he's doing. He's great on Twitter, uh, and Instagram too. I just followed him on Instagram today. Uh, so yeah, follow him everywhere. Pay attention to his life. Make sure again, like I said at the top that you're subscribed on Apple and Spotify to the, whatever Logan wants podcast. It's also whatever Logan wants on, uh, Instagram as well. You can follow me personally at Logan Lewis 96 as well. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye-bye.